Father, thank you so much for this day that you've given to us. We take it for granted that we have life and that we have health and that we can be here and we can come together in the name of Christ. And so uh, we pause now to not take it for granted and to say to you thanks, uh, to express our thanksgiving to you that you're kind and gracious, that you care for us in a unique way uh, as your children because of your son. And so we're grateful today. We're grateful as a church. We're grateful that we can be here and learn more about Kwacha and ministry in Malawi. And we're grateful that we might learn how to pray and that we might learn uh, more about ministry there and needs. Uh, Thank you for the way you sovereignly bring uh, relationships together and that we might uh, even partner together. We're thankful for these things and we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, this is my friend Kwacha. If you haven't met him before, um, you're going to get to know him. Uh, he and his wife Amanda are with us uh, for the weekend, actually for the week, is that right? Yeah. Okay, and they have two daughters, uh, their daughters Shirley and Charlotte. Is Amanda in here, as a matter of fact? Uh, I thought I saw her somewhere. She's right there, second uh, row. Um, <laughs> all right. With one of the kids? Yeah. Okay, which which one? Which That's daughter? Shirley. That's Shirley. Yeah. Shirley is about four? That's a uh, Three. She's three. She okay. just turned three last week. So. And Charlotte is almost one? Uh, almost one on the 4th of February. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So Omaha Bible Church is uh, committed to partnering with Kwacha and Amanda and their family as they go to Malawi to do ministry there and training pastors. Um, and so we're thankful for that. But maybe we could talk a little bit, Kwacha, first about how in the world Omaha Bible Church and Kwacha intersected. Uh, I think I met you maybe when you came to the United States in 2008. 2008, yeah. For seminary training. Yes. But I, there's there's history before that. Yeah. Help, help me sort it out. Uh, so uh, I think it was the same uh, a year prior to that, I think 07, uh, uh, Walter Wood came with a medical team from Grace Community Church. Uh, and uh, so I was their chaperone in Malawi, uh, driving them all over the place. Um, and I was his roommate while we were out there. And so that was the first time we got to know each other. And then the following year, the bowmaster came to do some uh, uh, electric wiring, one of the houses of the missionaries out there. And so um, when... And the same year, or eight, I moved out to California to go to school. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, I think, the summer of '09. Uh, what and the Bowmaster, they uh, uh, flew me over out here to, to visit them out here. So that was my first experience outside California. So it was really good to be out here. Good, good. <laughs> I just said to someone before I came in, I said, it's going to take you about five minutes to get used to Quatch's accent. And so if you're not used to it yet, you're going to be used to it. Uh, I know he sounds like a movie star, uh, and that's cool. Uh, it's um, easy. <laughs> it's not that difficult. <laughs> so putting some pieces together for the, those of you who don't know some of the families he's mentioned. Uh, so back in 07, uh, Walter Wood was here as a member, but went with the medical team to go to Malawi um, with some doctors to help. And that was the connection when you roomed with him. Yep. Uh, it's just amazing to think that fast forward then 2016, here we are and 
yeah, being one of our missionaries. But anyway. Yeah, it's just been in, crazy how things worked out. Good providence. Never dreamt. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then we good. sent a group of people um, to Malawi to work on a building project to do some electrical stuff, right? Yeah. And so that would be Calvin and Carla Bauermeister. Some of you know them. Um, they were longtime members here, and they moved to Texas, uh, I think it was last year. Uh, but if you don't know them, there was that connection. And then they brought you here to spend some time here. Were you, were you here like a whole, like for quite a while? Oh, I was here for, I think, about a week or a week and a half or so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, b- because the thing was, I had just moved out here <coughs> to California. I was just uh, bombarded by just the crazy life in California. Everything was just fast and just surrounded by machines and everything else around. And it was part of L.A. where uh, it does not look green. Uh, it looks brown. So uh, I thought my thought of America was, oh, it's brown out here. And until I was flying in here, I saw green. And that was the first time I was like, oh, they have green here too. And so... <laughs> Yeah, so that was very exciting for me. And also, life was a little bit slower here, which I loved it. <laughs> and then, plus humidity, it was great. <laughs> so, yeah. In Nebraska, the theme is Nebraska, the good life. Yeah. So. It is a good life. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. So you grew up in Malawi? I grew up, was you know, born in Malawi, raised in Malawi, uh, yeah, so all my life was in Malawi. Okay. And then you went to Christ Seminary in South Africa. Yeah, uh, just about a little bit. Uh, so I, uh, when I was 17, I got saved at a youth camp. And uh, that kind of was the beginning of transformation in my life when God saved me uh, in youth. Uh, prior to that, I wanted to pursue other, you know, secular professionals. Uh, but <clears throat> when God saved me, uh, it just changed my desire, everything. I wanted to be ministry. And so the Lord uh, used that camp uh, to take me to do some missions work in Mozambique, which is the south side of the country, the bordering country. And there I was working with a missionary who was a friend to uh, a missionary who was like uh, the principal of the school in uh, seminary where Pat, I think, went to visit in South Africa, Polokwane. And that uh, principal came to visit uh, his friend, uh, the missionary in Mozambique. And so I got to meet him, and uh, the first thing he asked me was, did you want to learn how to teach the Bible? Um, And so when I... When I moved to Mozambique, I was coming from uh, a charismatic church, basically. I, I pretty much I double-dipped in pres- Presbyterian church and charismatic church. And so I never heard, like, a good, it's double solid... Yeah, yeah. No. I was dipped in. I was sprinkling everything. <laughs> so, so... Sorry. Well, I, <laughs> I see. Um, anyway... Uh, so I never heard like a, somebody teaching the Bible. Oh, I heard the stories and all of that. And so when I moved to Mozambique, uh, this guy, the missionary, had it, some sermon tapes, you know, the cassette tapes. The, I don't know if the young people even understand what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, 
And so I, you know, I was with my friend, and we're like, he, he's like, oh, you can listen to this. So we put that thing, starts going, and we just, you know, sat still there because for the first time, we had somebody teaching the Bible, not stories. And when it was done, we took the thing and we said, do you have a next one? We stick that one again. And so it was just the first an exposure to that kind of a teaching. So when this guy, uh, the missionary from South Africa, the principal came to visit us in Mozambique, he asked me, do you want to learn how to teach the Bible? I was just thinking of that guy. I was like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> and so that's how I got connected to go to okay. uh, South Africa. Okay. Yeah. So that would be like your collegiate training or what when you went to Christ Seminary? Yeah. It was like a bachelor's degree? It was, was uh, my bachelor's degree okay. there. Uh, so okay. that's what I graduated in four years. Okay. Yeah. Another cool uh, intersection in God's providence would be, I don't know how many years ago it was, I was there speaking at Christ Seminary. So I've been there. You weren't there. You were. You I were, was already here by then. Yeah, you were already here. Yeah. But it just... Just to see and know, and, and that school is actually the one that's helping start the school in Malawi. Yeah. Which we'll uh, get to, but <clears throat> there's all sorts of these connections and relationships that overlap, and it's just cool to, to see how it, all, how it all works out. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about, well, talk to us about Malawi. What's life like in Malawi compared to life in Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah. Uh, I always say it's very hard to describe a place. Because even when I go back home to Malaya, people ask, tell us about America. I'm like, I don't know how to explain that. Um, but um, I, I think uh, in a simple sense to, to make it, it's, it's Malawi's things are just slow. Like uh, we, we, we take our time to do things. Uh, doesn't matter in business. Like for instance, uh, if you go to do some business with somebody. You, in California, it's like, oh, I need this, I need that. You know, you, you move on. They do whatever. Their first thing, how are you? How's your family? You know, it's like before you get. So uh, a lot of missionaries around patient because they're like, well, I, I didn't want to get into that. I just want to get to business. Uh, they're not like that. Uh, and so it's just slow life. Um, I, I think you will see in a minute some pictures, you know, uh, we, uh, I think you can categorize like lifestyles either village or you're in the city, um, and, and so uh, the cities are a little bit. Life is a little bit faster, not like here California, but also the, the village is just way slow. People uh, in village, I say, they tend to live basically life without money uh, because. Everything is free. You know, you, you, you have a, a free land because you're just given, you know, and, and uh, so then you build your own house uh, using dirt, which is free. Uh, you go cut trees to make a roof and you cut grass to put that. And, you know, you no pain. You have your house there. Uh, food, you, you, you use your own garden. You grow your garden. And the only thing that you have to buy is like salt or sugar uh, tea, oil, things like that. Um, so that's kind of life in life. But in town, yes, you need to use money. So that's where people, you have to work or do business and things like that. Kwacha was telling us last night that he, uh, 
It was so strange to him in America when everyone was talking about organic, organic food and organic and how it's great. And he thought, all my food in Malawi is organic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially in California, it was so big deal with organic. And I thought it was something I'd never seen before. Oh, never heard <laughs> before. I was like, what is this organic food? I want to try it. <laughs> They're like, it's very expensive. I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so when you and Amanda and the girls go back, uh, you're going back to the school in Malawi, and the school is called, and the school, what's the school called? What's the school going to do? Uh, the school is called Central African Preaching Academy. Central uh, African Preaching Academy. Yeah, okay. Kappa, uh, uh, either way. Uh, so this school um, uh, was started uh, because of the need for uh, a quality biblical uh, training center where people can learn how to teach the Bible. Uh, and I know it came out because you have, we have a lot of churches in Malawi, like charismatic church mostly. I was telling the guys yesterday that, you know, uh, every high school, elementary school is filled with churches. And so you go in one elementary school, it will have 20 churches. You go in a High school, it's got every classroom is filled with classes. I mean, like back to back. So it's it's pretty noisy uh, because you know these guys are singing, these guys are singing, and you know uh, it's like competition. Uh, and so, but all those uh, churches, small churches, have pastors. But these pastors are, um, are either not well trained because there are some uh, training centers, but they don't train them well. Oh, they are not trained at all. It's like, you know, I, I just woke up this morning and feel like I need, I'm a church planter. So I go out, uh, no any other training at all. And I start bringing people, and people follow me, and then there's a church, and you start doing. Um, and so that's what we noticed. These men need a place where they can be trained. Um, and so that's how this training center started. Uh, so we have... Right now, they have like about uh, 26 people, uh, uh, students, which is uh, you have to turn away a lot of people because there's a quite a high demand. Everybody wants to be part of it, but we can't have everybody. Uh, but I think the, the, the potential is great for the school, and so we're just looking forward to see how God uses us. Uh, to reach out to even not just Malawi, but other parts of the African continent. So that's different from like when you went to seminary, you had to say, I believe all of these things just like you do seminary for them to let you in. It's not going to be like that. You're not going to say you have to be just perfect theologically and then you, it's not like that at all, right? The, the, the big thing uh, for, for us is just more of a, uh, are you a Christian? Just your testimony. That's where we stop. I mean, and, and because the reality is, if you went with that of looking for somebody who's on the dock with you, nobody will show up, and <laughs> the school will not exist. Take and them so, where they are. Yeah. And so, help them. so the idea is, look, are you a Christian? And your testimony shows that you know, uh, and, and that's the other thing. Like uh, uh, in Malawi. Um, uh, there, there are a lot of Christians, 
But as I say, I, I was a Christian and straight into charismatic and everyone else is there. So you, you're not really, um, uh, you're not taught really the truth, so you're not really maturing. And so you have a lot of, uh, I would call, baby Christians that if you came with uh, the standard or the label we have out here, you would rule out a lot of people, you know, that either not Christians or they can't be a pastors or whatever. Uh, but so with that, I think that's where the the qualification or the criteria you're looking for is like, is this person a believer and are they willing to learn? And if they have those two, those are the people we're looking for, and that's the class that we have right now. And so I'll, right now, almost 98% of the students are basically charismatic. And uh, so... Uh, this is, it's just started, so they're still, everything is still new to them, so they are at a stage of now just uh, basically accepting. So they accept that, the, oh, this is good, they love it, but they haven't moved to another step where they're starting implementing that in their churches. That takes a while, and so it's kind of a place where we need patience as we work with them. I have that background in the sense that I went to school that had also uh, all my classmates were, you know, charismatic guys, and I saw them. You know, it took them three years to turn around and begin to embrace it and use it in their church. Um, actually, I have one story about a friend of mine, a very close friend. You may have uh, seen him when you went out there. His name was Joseph Mathaula. Uh, he, we studied together, very charismatic guy. I mean, um, three years after we've been in the class, one time, he told me, he's, after he had turned around completely, he's like, you know, when I started school, I always prayed that my teacher, by the time I finished the school, my teacher should speak in tongues. <laughs> and that's, and it was the same guy, he would uh, tell me, he's like, so he would come to class, maybe, argue with the professors, but then he'd go back to his church, teach exactly the thing that he was arguing against in the class. And, uh, and, but over the years, like by the time I was in third year, completely turned around and was just ashamed, you know, to talk things that he was standing for. So I learned that it's a process and it takes a while for people to completely turn around. But what you take is their... Uh, their desire to want to learn. And so you just use that and move with that. It's good. It's good that you have the experience having gone through that personally because if I went, I would just run them all off. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> speaking there. There's probably a lesson for all of us to learn about new people. Do you think? Yeah. Uh. yeah. I, I do remember when I went to teach at this new school in Malawi two years ago. And I was teaching in a class. I had I'd never seen these guys before. It was my first time. And one guy loved what I was talking about. And he spoke something. And I was like, I probably my, I've become rusted in my language because I didn't understand this guy. I was like, but I can't forget it. And so I was like, I continued teaching. And he said something. I was like, no, he's not speaking the language I know. He's speaking in tongues, but he was just excited to know the truth. But 
he was bored enough to just speak it in a place like that. I was like, wow, that's how hard it was. So, uh, but I talked to him. He had like a big church. He has got a big church. And so I was talking to him. I was just so amazed at how passionate he was like in terms of what it's like. He, I love this thing they're teaching me. Uh, I don't want to go. I just want to stay here. If they want to chase me, you know, they can take everything from me, but I want to stay in the class. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> is that? <laughs> that's awesome. And you were teaching the book of Numbers, like verse by verse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I went to Leviticus. <laughs> That would make me speak in tongues, too. <laughs> so that brings us to a more serious side of things, and that would be uh, what, what are you going to teach? What, what's your, like, focus as a, as a professor? Yeah. So they've asked me to teach because I have a, a little bit of a background uh, with the Old Testament. I did my uh, Master's in Theology in the Old Testament, so they've asked me to teach Old Testament, uh, which basically will include uh, either walking, doing a survey in the Old Testament and teaching Hebrew uh, um, grammar okay. and exegesis, things uh-huh. like that. So you just graduated with your master's degree and then a THM as well yes. from Master's Seminary, yeah. Old Testament focus, yep. right? Yeah. And where do you, what do you do now? What's, what's your job? Uh, my job now, I work with, I don't know how many of you know, it's Grace to You Ministry. And so it's a, more of like a radio ministry. Uh, but they also have another aspect where uh, we basically sell Bibles, uh, CDs. And, and so people, uh, they call in and order their stuff or they go online uh, through, via Internet. They order the stuff. And I help out with shipping out those things. So we collect all that and then ship them out to people uh, who needs to have those. And we do also ship things to uh, prison and other uh, places. And sometimes if uh, plus they have um, uh, uh, a conference center, sometimes they ask resources. And so I'm involved in shipping those things. Good. So coming back to... The school. How, how old is the school? Uh, the two years? school is about two years, two and a half years. Okay. It's still fresh, still new. Uh, we're just starting to figure out. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't catch the connection, just to reiterate, the school's uh, two years old, but it's being started. They're, they've sent veterans, if you will, uh, from Christ Seminary in South Africa because it's proven. How old is that seminary maybe? Uh, the South African one is close to 20 years. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they kind of old. have the model. They know what they're doing. But now they're going to be in, in actual Africa. And one reason that's important is because it's it's hard to get into South Africa from, like, to go from Malawi, right? Yeah. Uh, they've, they've, especially over the years, they've cracked down, like, in terms of how who they let in. And it just becomes very difficult uh, yeah. to get in. But Kwacha was telling me how it's, even though they're going to be in Malawi, it's easier to get in Malawi from other African places than it is to get into South Africa, right? Yeah. So you may not only have people from Malawi, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we already have, like, the the city we're going to be living in, it's got a long way. Uh, it's already sort of like a metropolitan. It's like we have all people from all over countries, uh, from Europe and from Asia, from uh, especially from Africa. So 
easily accessible. Um, and so we, we believe that we'll be able to reach as many. Uh, because for one thing, living in South Africa, it's very expensive, and, but in Malawi it's a little bit uh, cheaper. And so that would allow a lot of people to be able to come in and out. So, That's good. Yeah. So I want to ask you a little bit about um, TMAI, Sending Church, support and that kind of stuff. But think about that for a second. So one thing we love as a church, uh, or what we've done in the past, is we, we love the fact that if we can help support those who train pastors who are locals, it's more effective. And not that that's the only way to do it, but it's something that we've appreciated doing. So we, this is a good fit for us, in our opinion, because Quatch is going not only to do pastoral ministry, though he'll do that. He's going, and he's, he's from there, but he's going to train local pastors and helping them. So that makes it super appealing to us because it's reproduction uh, in, in a way that's, that's more natural. So that, that makes it a good fit. Um, so I think that's, that's a positive. Did, I do want to ask you, um, sending church, how many churches will support you, what's the mission agency, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, so the mission agency, it's called Grace Mission International. It's linked with uh, Grace Community Church. Um, and so uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, agency uh, for us in a sense that most agencies, uh, when you're going through them, uh, they will cut some fee, what they call administration fee. Uh, but with GMI, uh, whatever you uh, uh, raise, everything goes to you. So it just helps out well with that. So it was just an easy choice for us to go that route. Um, and then so uh, alongside uh, uh, GMI, uh, we have uh, the Masters um, Academy International, uh, that's TMAI. Uh, that it works alongside GMI, but it focuses more on the training center, pastors' training centers. Uh, and so, like the school we're studying in Malawi, it's going to be under TMAI. Um, and so they, they're just there to facilitate, like, in terms of uh, uh, providing teachers, so like uh, for me to be able to go to work at this church, TMAI was involved uh, in uh, working with the GMI and informing the, uh, the school there that we have teachers who can come in. And that also provides like other resources because uh, most of these students, um, they, some of them struggle even just to get to the school. So later on, to ask them for tuition fee, and then you can't just train people and have no resources, uh, especially in this place where they've never seen this kind of uh, teaching or preaching. So you have to provide so all that. So TMI kind of helps facilitate those kind of things. So TMAI, yeah. the Masters Academy International. International. Yeah. So you can look up their website. Yeah. If you if you when you go there and look, you'll say, Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh. That person's into our church. Our pastors went and helped that ministry. I mean, so it's one we've partnered with. Yeah, like a the lot. one in India, I think it's yeah. part of that too. So, yeah. It's a good um, network. Yeah, it's a great network. Um, 
Uh, what was the other thing? So Grace Community Church is going to be your sending church. Yeah, Grace Community Church. Where your members now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we so we have Grace Community Church uh, part of sending and the church that's supporting us, and then we have uh, our, yeah, this church. So that's two, and then there's a third church in Michigan, uh, which we visited last November. Um, and we went at the perfect time. It was Thanksgiving, so they killed the turkey for us, and we <laughs> ate. And the only problem was, by the time they had me get up there talk, the chemical was working on me. So I don't know if I made sense, but uh, it was a very exciting time to be <laughs> the out trip there. To <laughs> yeah, it, it tripped me. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, so yeah, those have been the churches. Um, okay. Uh, we have other sort of leads that we're working on praying to see how the Lord moves them. Okay. Yeah. And the plan is to go, to go in March? Yeah, the plan is to go end of March. Okay. Um, and so that's what we're praying for. And how does it work? As a Grace Church missionary, you're, you come back every year or every couple of years? Or? Well, uh, so what they do, they have, uh, um, so with GMI, it's like um, they require you to take like a sabbatical, uh, what they call fellow, every four years. Um, but um, for some missionaries, they realize you don't want to be gone for a year. Mm-hmm. And so what they have you, you can split that. Instead of coming after four years for a year, you can come every two years and take like six months and then go back okay. and do that. Okay. Uh, but with that, they also have every... Uh, two years they have a conference where they have all these missionaries in one place and just basically it's just to learn from one another what's happening and also uh, it's just the time they realize uh, when you're out there everybody's busy and you probably don't even have time you're always pouring in people so it's kind of time of refreshing where they bring you know the elders and some other speakers to just replenish um, uh, uh, and so that's kind of a great time. So the, that happens. They'll bring everybody for like two weeks, and, and then you go back to your places. So those are kind of the two main events that okay. you, you're involved in. So I want you to, 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 say, to say a phrase for me. It's super simple, but I want to have it on record, okay? Yeah. I want you to say, and now we are free. Will you do that? And now we are free. Uh, right now? Yeah, and now we are free. Now we are free. Let's do it again. And now we are free. Oh, and now we are free. That was awesome. <laughs> Anybody know what I was trying to get him to do? <laughs> Tim here knows another sanctified man right here. <laughs> he sounds just like, with that awesome, cool voice, he sounds just like Maximus's friend in Gladiator. <laughs> You know the big, strong, tough guy who, who helps Maximus? Uh, it's good he just taught me to say it before you. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with that. Listen, every godly person likes that movie. It's the best movie ever. Oh, it is. I like it. <laughs> good job, Tim. Oh, my God. And now we are free. Lower your shield. Uh, that's a good line to <laughs> I was thinking last night, where do I know that voice from? Where do I know that voice from? And then now we have it on audio. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Sorry, but I had to do it to uh, you. I would take it. <laughs> uh, you chose the oh, right one. As long as you don't believe, believe in Elysium, like they did, right? Yeah. So let's talk about um, you grew up in like a Presbyterian, like liberal Presbyterian kind of home. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's a believer now? How did you become a believer? I know you touched on it. but Yeah. So I grew up as a Presbyterian. A Presbyterian is like the biggest church in Malawi. And uh, so we were churchgoers. Uh, that means my family, you had to go to church on Sunday. And, and it was just everybody. It, it, as a Presbyterian, you, you, you go in our uh, what we call in our township, it was quiet on Sunday because uh, everybody went to church, and so, um, so I you you had to go through some classes, take classes at certain stage of your life. I think around when I was twelve, uh, and then uh, so there was two classes. After those two classes, you're confirmed as a Christian. Um, the only thing I remember was you couldn't preach uh, about becoming a born again. If you did that, you were kicked out. Uh, but we used the same Bible and used the same hymnals that we have. Uh, the thing with, with uh, Presbyterian, they, it came there through the Scottish missionaries. And so I believe when I studied it was good, but over the years, they wanted to adapt with uh, culture. So they wanted to mix with culture. And so that ended up bringing in like traditional beliefs that we have. So uh, and it ended up like, you know, there wasn't any Christianity, basically, all that we, like biblical Christianity. There was like, you know, it just became like a community where you come together, sing, and somebody gets up to speak. Um, and so... So I lived in that. But the thing, because I went through those classes, I felt, or I was told I'm a Christian. I just felt like I was a Christian. And so uh, in our schools, uh, probably contrary to what happens out here, uh, you allowed to have a, uh, we had a, like I should say, we had a, like a Christian group. They were like charismatic born-again guys. Uh, they were given opportunity during assembly to preach. They would sing songs and then preach. Um, I looked at them and I was like, you know, they're different Christian than I am, but we're both Christians. Uh, and they tried to reach out to me, you know, just to speak about, you know, the gospel or whatever. Uh, I didn't want to hear that because I felt like they're different, I'm different. And so I started running away from them. Um, well, the Lord led me to go to this camp. Uh, it was a youth camp. Uh, and so when I was at that camp, for 10 days, every night there was somebody preaching. And uh, what was interesting was, whenever I hear about hell, about death, I was scared. I was fearful. And I didn't know why. Because I was like, I'm a Christian. Why am I fearful? I have no idea. Until somebody started speaking, there was like, uh, he was, uh, uh, so this ministry that was doing camp was from uh, Florida. Um, there was, the president of the ministry was like a Baptist guy, came to speak to uh, one of the 
nights, and he's just speaking about hope. Then it just clicked in me, realized, oh, I don't have hope. And so uh, through that, um, God laid under my heart that you know I was a sinner, and I needed to repent and believe in Him. Uh, I've been, I had a different way than God's way that He had for me to be saved, and so that's how I got saved. Uh, but yeah, living in the uh, Presbyterian Church is just very traditional. Uh, pastors are not saved. The elders are not saved. Uh, at least most of them. And so to live in that kind of environment, it was just like dry. Even after I got saved, uh, I had that's why I had trouble because uh, I wanted to go back to that church, but it was dry. But then I would say, oh, I can't live here. So I would go to charismatic church, and they were doing things that uh, I wasn't comfortable with. So I just moved back and forth hmm. with that. So whose tapes were you listening to, the cassette tapes? Uh, I remember uh, his name was, uh, was it James Reeves? I think he was... Uh, uh, a reformed guy. Um, yeah, there were two. I forgot the other one, because the yeah the, the missionary I stayed with he was a reformed, so he had those tips. But yeah, these guys were just explaining the Bible. That was like we yeah. I was sitting with my friend. We were like, "Have you ever heard that?" <laughs> I was like, "No, <laughs> somebody's just speaking the Bible." <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, it's very good. So wrapping things up, how about if you talk about specific things we can pray for, for Amanda, for you? Just yeah. Uh, support would be one. You're close. Yes. Uh, so there's, there's uh, 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 a number of things, uh, but a few things I want to share is, first of all, regarding to our timing, uh, two things that have to happen. We're praying that it happens sooner. First of all, Amanda has uh, a healthy situation. Uh, it's called accelerative colitis. Um, and so it's been, um, uh, there's been times when it's been stabilized. And after she had Charlotte, or last one, uh, it triggered um, inflammation. So she's been dealing with that. And the doctor has been doing great to sort of stabilized it and got her on the new medication, which has been working well. But the doctor wants to make sure that it's stabilized before we leave. Um, we think things are moving uh, that direction, but we just pray that all that happens in time. Um, another one is that uh, uh, it's not really a big thing, like, uh, but we want it to happen before I leave. That's I. I started a process of citizenship here as a U.S. Um, and so uh, the reason was just behind, uh, just to make sure we're all in the same, because we are traveling a lot, and so we wanted to be on the same uh, passport. Because uh, what happens is that in many uh, ports <coughs> or immigration place, we have to be separated. And she has all the kids. I am just by myself out here. So it just becomes very... Uh, uh, stressful and and so and so we were encouraged that we get on the same passport. So I am on the last phase. That is, I'm just waiting a letter from the government to do an interview. Uh, so we're hoping that that letter can come sooner uh, before we leave, so we can figure that out. Um, and if, 
And, and so, yeah, the other thing would be just praying for support that uh, we just left. Uh, there's just two um, uh, kinds of support. There's one support that's one time uh, that is just uh, helping us move out there or expense to move out there. Uh, we are good on that one, but what's we're left is monthly support. Uh, that's you can be praying for us that we can have that in time too. Um, so those are kind of the bigger things. And it just mostly it's just praying for Amanda's health. One of the things that we want to try to work it out is that uh, we, we want to get medication for her before we leave, uh, uh, basically stock up. We, we think we'll be able to find medication in South Africa. Uh, but uh, while we are trying to figure out, we want to make sure she has enough medication. Uh, so we have to work that through with the insurance and all that. Good, appreciate it. So during yeah. the service, um, at toward the beginning of the service, next hour, Quatch is going to do like a five-minute overall kind of thing with some slides and, right? Yep. Pictures? Yep, the pictures. That will, uh, even the icons. pictures. Icons. Yeah. We don't do icons in our church. Oh, uh, uh, I have so many of them, so <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I think pictures gives you like a glimpse of what Malawi is. I think if you want a 4D, I don't know if they have 5D or whatever of Malawi, you have to come. You will <laughs> see it clear. <laughs> so, but this will just give you a little bit of a picture. 16 million people in Malawi. So Malawi. We, don't, we don't have 2 million people in Nebraska. <laughs> so 16 people, and, and how big? Uh, Size-wise. Size of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Size of Pennsylvania. So it's 16 small. million people. Yeah, so it's very densely populated. Get online sometime, not now. Um, get online sometime and look at the lake. A lake. It's called Lake Malawi? Lake Malawi, yeah. I like lakes, so it's so cool. You think it's the sea, but they're landlocked. Um, crystal clear. Okay, let's pray. Okay, Father, thank you so much for uh, time with Kwacha and Amanda and their kids this weekend. Uh, thank you for the way you work, uh, that you're kind and gracious. We're grateful that you've burdened Kwacha to help train pastors, that you've given a love, given him a love for them, uh, you've given them a desire to go back to Malawi, uh, thank you for that. We do pray that they might have the support that they need from some other churches that you would provide as you already have, uh, that all of the timing issues would be worked out according to your good grace, uh, and that Amanda would be able to have her medicine and be able to find a doctor, and that everything would be worked out. We do know that you care, and we do know that you provide, and so we're asking you to do that, um, and also for the citizenship. Thank you so much uh, that you use us, uh, broken though we may be and weak uh, as we are, that you use us. Uh, we're thankful that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, and we're thankful that uh, many will be trained to proclaim the word of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.